Welcome to the Kindreds Podcast. Kindreds is a movement of women who believe that there is more beauty in our sameness than division in our differences. We exist to create spaces of belonging where women of all ages and all life stages can behold God, be loved by others, and believe that we can be a hope bringer to the world. I need you. You need me. We all need God. We are Kindreds. Hey, my name is Sarah Zaski, if we haven't met, and we are back for our second installment of what we're calling Control and Crisis, Helpful Responses to Hardship. We've been talking about how it's true in crisis moments such as this, there are some things that are definitely out of our control. And in those areas, we have to trust God. But it's a lie to believe that everything is out of our control. We have the ability to choose and make wise decisions, even in the midst of hardship. And if we do that well, It's actually a helpful response to hardship. And so each week we're talking about one thing, just one thing you can do in the midst of crisis moments to choose well. Last week we talked about the importance of mourning. And if you missed that, you can check out the podcast or look back on our IGTV and catch that little encouragement. But today we're talking about the second thing. The second thing that you can do in a crisis moment is simply to practice gratitude. I don't know if you've ever walked away from a really great dinner with friends or with family and maybe a a conversation started like this. Remember that time? Remember that time? And you go on to tell a story that happened in the past that was either funny or filled your heart with joy or just warmed your heart with the nostalgia of the moment, but it made for really great conversation. Whenever you start a sentence, remember that time and it fills the room with joy and with laughter and with conversation. Usually what you're doing in that moment is you're practicing gratitude. You are remembering something from your past that you are grateful for. Research actually shows the importance of gratitude, that not only can it lift your mood and stabilize your mood, but there are actually studies that show that it's really difficult to be anxious and thankful at the same time. You should actually try it. The next time you're anxious about something, I want you to think about something you're grateful for with that person, with that circumstance, with that job, and actually see, can you hold anxiety at the same time that you hold gratitude? It's really, really difficult. Sure, your mind may ping pong back and forth between the two, but it's really hard to do it at the same time. And what I love about scripture is that sometimes when we read these research studies, I'm like, yeah, that, that's actually in the Bible. The Bible actually teaches us that one of the ways to combat anxiety is not just with prayer, but also with thanksgiving. In Philippians 4, the Apostle Paul is talking and he says these words and gives us the same encouragement that he gave to the church in Philippi. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Hear those words, with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, it's encouraging us to not just take our anxieties, anything that we're stressed down about, anything we're worried about, any hardship that we're facing, and don't just bring them to God in prayer, but actually pray with thanksgiving. That the cycle shouldn't be, I'm anxious and now I pray, but the cycle should actually be, I'm anxious and now I pray, but I do it with Thanksgiving. In fact, if you take a moment to look at Psalm 107, I love this Psalm. It's kind of marked up in my Bible. I've read it so many times. And the Psalmist is encouraging us to not just be, to not just take our anxiety and to bring it before God, 
and to cry out to God in the midst of it, but to also practice thanksgiving. This psalm starts out by saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. We are to tell our story. And guess what? Our story isn't the traditional, oh, everything's amazing because I have Jesus in my life. But no, this story, this story is filled with hardship and difficulty and anxiety. Some of these situations, if we faced, it would totally defeat us, at least for me. What's our story? Well, their story starts out by a lost people. It says that the people of God were lost. They were at the hand of the foe. They were wandering in the desert wastelands. They were hungry and they were thirsty. Their lives were ebbing away. They were homeless. And what was their response? It says that they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and that God delivered them from their distress. But the psalmist then implores the people, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Do you see the pattern? They brought their anxieties to God in prayer, but then their prayer gave way to thanksgiving. The cycle repeats again. This time, it's not focusing on how they're lost. The story of the people of God, it says that now they're captive. They sat in darkness. They were imprisoned. They were subjected, subjected to bitter labor. They stumbled and no one was there to help. So what did they do? They cried out to God. And then what were they to do afterwards? They were to give thanks. A third time in Psalm 107, the cycle repeats itself again. This time, they're sick. It says that they were suffered affliction, that they drew near to death. What a scary place to be in. So what did they do? They cried out to God. And after they did, and after God saved them from their distress, what were they to do? They were to give thanks. A fourth time, a fourth time, they are faced with hardship and with anxiety. This time it says that in the midst of peril, their courage melted away. They were at their wits end, scripture says. But what did they do? cried out to God. And then what were they to do? With thanksgiving. They gave thanks. And this whole scripture or this whole chapter ends by them saying, let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. You can't ponder the loving deeds of the Lord and not do it with gratitude. You can't do it without thanksgiving. I love social media and one of the reasons I haven't given it up is that it just captures so many beautiful memories. And I love the the time hop feature where it pops up a photo or a post and it's like on this day, six years ago. And sometimes I look at those photos and I think, on the other side, I know what was really happening in those photos. Like the photo of a sunset from August 12th, 2012. It's the day my mom died. That wasn't just a picture of the sunset. What was really going on that day is I was ugly crying behind the camera thinking that God had abandoned me. Or or like the photo of my son playing one time and I looked at the date and I know what was really happening is that day I was grieving a miscarriage and actually thinking to myself while I saw my son play, there should be another child there. Or different photos of maybe one of Jake and I smiling and I'm like, what's going on behind those smiles is man, I remember that year, 2008. That was a tough year in our marriage. And in those moments, they serve as like little data points. And I can look back on those pictures and remember the bad and the hard. I can just sit there in all the anxiety of thinking, what if that returned? What if it happened again? Or I can look back on those data points with thanksgiving, with gratitude, 
and say, thank you, God, that even in that midst of grief, you were present with me. You saw me through a healing journey. Thank you, God, that even though I didn't have that blessing, you gave me other blessings in my life and I now see your perfect plan at work six years later. Thank you, God, that, that even though that was a hard year of marriage, thank you, God, that everything wasn't perfect because I can now use that as a moment to minister and to help other people because let's be honest, no marriage is perfect and God has to see us through a lot of lows as well as a lot of highs. You have data points that you're accumulating in your life right now and they tell a story and you get to pick the story that you tell. You can focus on the anxiety and the difficulty and everything that is hard and feeling like God has rejected you in some of these really difficult moments. Or you can also hold that intention by seeing how God is also present with you in the midst of some of the hardest moments of your life. And it's okay to hold both intention, to say, this is a really tough moment. I am filled with worry. I am filled with fear. I feel anxious. And that's the truth. But the truth is also that there is a lot to be thankful for, that there's a lot to be grateful for, and to hold the two in tension, especially in times like these. We have to be able to focus on that which we are grateful for, the prayers that God has answered, the moments where he has drawn near. You can find at least one. You see, the truth is I don't think that we are ungrateful people. I think that we are grateful people. I just think that we are forgetful people. I think we often forget the goodness of God in our lives. And when that happens, it causes us to forget the goodness of God in our present moment. I think that's why in the Old Testament, we see people taking something as simple as a rock or a stone and actually using it to help them remember the goodness of God in their past. So when they walk through hard times in their future, they can be grateful and thankful that God will be with them even in this. I think about Joshua leading people across the Jordan River into the promised land. What did they do? They took 12 stones and they set them up so that the people of God would always remember God's faithfulness. Or Samuel, how he led the people towards repentance and then cried out to God on their behalf. And God showed up powerfully in the midst of battle and showed up for them in the moment. And what did he do? He took a stone and he said, this is my Ebenezer. Ebenezer actually meaning stone of help. And he said, thus far, the Lord has helped us. Something as simple as a rock reminded him that thus far, God has helped us. Today's my birthday, and I'm actually finding my birthday landing in the midst of a quarantine, in the midst of this COVID crisis, which I thank God that I so far have not experienced the level of pain and suffering that so many people in our world, some of my friends, are experiencing. And I am on my knees just praying for them, praying for our world, praying for healing, praying that God would be present to us even in the midst of this pain. And I was actually thinking about just this short talk that was on my heart. And I thought, you know what? I want to actually practice this. And so today, um, I actually went out of my garden and just grabbed a little rock. It, it's something so simple. And I got out my son's paint kit and I just painted the date on it. It's actually the date of my birthday, 414. And I'm just going to put it back in the garden that we're planting. And I'm just going to keep it there. And I'm wondering if a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, I can actually remember this moment of talking with you guys and actually say, thus far, the Lord has helped me. I don't know what I'm going to encounter in a year. I don't know what I'm going to encounter in the next decade. It could be hard. It could be easy. I, I don't know. But what I want to know 
is that I can remember with gratefulness the moments where God has been present with me. I want you to remember today with gratefulness the moments where God has been present for you because there is no greater weapon you have against the anxiety of the present moment than choosing gratefulness from your past. So maybe you got to grab a stone out of your garden and make an Ebenezer of your own. Thus far, the Lord has helped me. Maybe you need to write in a journal. Maybe you need to engage in prayer and just walk through a list of everything you encountered in your day. And anytime you get to something that you are thankful for, you actually take a moment to stop and say, thank you, God. I don't know what it is, but today I'm asking you, will you practice gratitude? I'm not saying practice ignorance. Things may be hard, but even in the midst of the hard, find something to be thankful for. And I believe that God's presence will be with you. And just like Philippians 4 that we read, that you will experience his peace as well. Be thankful. I'm thankful for you. And as you go on your day, go in peace. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend and be sure to follow us on Instagram at We Are Kindreds and wearekindreds.com.